All right, everyone. Well, thank you for joining us again for our next edition of our Franchise Your Business webinar series. My name is Tom Dufour. I'm the founder and CEO of Big Sky Franchise Team. And if you're new to us for our uh, webinar series, we like to bring timely topics and franchisor-focused uh, content and data and information to help you, hopefully, make better, more informed decisions as a franchisor and a franchise leader in what you are doing. So if you're new to our franchise uh, weekly, uh, to, to our franchise sales and marketing trends, we do this session every month, and we're going to go over some uh, economic data. We like to start with some macroeconomic data and drill down from macro to more micro data, to small business data, and then to franchise-specific data. So again, my name is uh, Tom Dufour, and uh, I will be walking you through this and trying to think of this from the perspective of the uh, franchise sales director, franchise marketing team, as you're thinking about uh, leads, lead flow, and um, maybe adjusting some of your messaging. So I'm going to walk through a lot of data, walk through it quickly. And uh, by the way, we will have this available if you'd like to share this with someone uh, on our uh, uh, YouTube channel, podcast, and on our company blog at BigSkyFranchiseTeam.com. And uh, if you have not checked out our other uh, podcast, Multiply Your Success, please subscribe there. So let's go ahead and jump into this. I'm going to share my screen and we will get moving. And uh, the first screen that I always like to share is from the Institute for Supply management and they do the a purchasing managers index and so this first purchasing managers index here uh is on manufacturing and i always like to start here because manufacturing is a leading indicator and it says that pmi is at 47.1% and it says the us manufacturing sector contracted in april as the manufacturing pmi registered 47.1% 0.8 percentage point higher than the reading of 46.3% recorded in March. This is the sixth month of contraction and continuation of a downward trend that began in June of 2022. So uh, what, what essentially what this is saying is that manufacturing purchases saw a slight uptick. And you can see on this chart, if you're if you end up just listening to it, the manufacturing break-even is at 50%, and the economy break-even is at 48.7%. So as you can see, this index is just under that manufacturing and economy, overall economy break-even line. Ultimately, uh, I think we're seeing that it's it's kind of at this kind of weird spot where are we uh declining? Are we flat, declining, flat? We're kind of in this spot, it seems, as an economy and the, the general trend of where we're headed. So now let's take a look at the services index uh, by the Institute for Supply Management. And the purchasing manager's index is at 51.9% for the month of, and by the way, all of this data is for the month of April. This is the, the most recent data available. And it says in April, the services PMI registered 51.9%, a 0.7 percentage point increase compared to the March reading of 51.2%. A reading above 50% indicates the services sector economy is generally expanding, and below 50% indicates it's generally contracting. So you can see we had a slight uptick in the month of April, and it's in the positive category, which is certainly good, but it's just over that 
positive edge there. So similar to manufacturing, except it's just on the other side of the line there. And now for the PM uh, Institute for Supply Management, uh, they have a third index that they started here a few a couple of years ago for hospital purchasing managers index. And this was at 55.3% and had a nice little uptick uh, from last month. So it went up a 1.9 percentage point increase from the March reading of 53.4%. So, uh, and I, I mentioned this before, you see in 2021 on this chart that it's pretty well a steady growth in 2021. 2022 was really up and down, more like a yo-yo, big zigs and zags. And then we have 2023, where up until this month, it's been relatively flat. So we're seeing an uptick this month. We'll see uh, if that's a trend going forward. It remains to be seen. <coughs> Excuse me. Next, we're going to take a look at the U.S. unemployment rate. And so uh, this is from tradingeconomics.com, United States unemployment rate. And it says the unemployment rate in the United States edged down to 3.4% in April of 2023, matching a 50-year low of 3.4% seen in January and below market expectations of 3.6%. The number of unemployed people decreased by 182,000 to 5.657 million and unemployment levels rose by 139,000 to 161.031 million. Meanwhile, the labor force participation rate was unchanged at 62.6%. So you can see here, uh, you, you see the super low number. As I mentioned, it's the lowest in 50 years, which matched January. So 3.4%. Uh, I mean, anyone can tell you uh, if you're in business or operating a business, the labor, the mar uh, labor uh, market is extremely competitive and extremely challenging right now. So there's no doubt about that. So uh, just something for you to take a look at here. I zoomed out to the 10-year uh, uh, um, uh, on the screen here so you could see what that unemployment looks like over the last 10 years. So what what I it makes me think, though, as I think about this, a uh, couple of things. One is if you have franchisees, uh, they're going to be challenged to find labor. If you have uh, incoming franchisees uh, starting, excuse me, oh my goodness, allergies here. Uh, the the uh, your incoming franchisees are going to have a challenge in finding staff. It's going to be hard. So uh, starting to have that conversation sooner rather than later with them because. If you're not talking to them about this, someone is, they're going to be thinking about this, reading about this. Uh, the next chart I wanted to talk about is the actual labor participation rate. And this is from tradingeconomics.com as well. And they published the labor force participation rate from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. And it says the labor force participation rate in the United States was unchanged at 62.6% in April uh, 2023, remaining below pre-pandemic February levels of 63 0.3%. And this labor participation rate, I think it's important to note, um, I'm showing the maximum. Let's just take a look at the last 10 years. So if you look, at, we're at 60, just over 62.5 at that 62.6%. So uh, before the pandemic, it was somewhere around between 63 and 63.5%. And, and while 62.5 to 63.5, you know, it's only that 1%. Uh, one percentage point that difference. However, we're we're talking um, 
hundreds of thousands of people in, in, in those numbers. So it, it, it can be a very, very, very large number to impact what that looks like. So the fact, what I like though, is that this number is creeping up. It's continuing to show, uh, if you're looking at my screen from really about mid 2020 or uh, a first part of 2021, on up till to today, there's a nice, you can see a, a consistent trend line starting to appear that this is continuing to grow. So fingers crossed, we continue to see that increase. So we get people back into the labor force and, and working again and coming back to work. Okay, next is the U.S. inflation rate that I want to take a look at. And the U.S. annual inflation rate, and this is from tradingeconomics.com as well, and they published the data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, and it says the annual inflation rate in the U.S. fell to 4.9% in 2023, the lowest since April of 2021, and below market forecasts of 5%. Food prices grew at a slower rate, while energy costs fell further, including gasoline and fuel. Also, shelter costs, which accounts for over 30% of total CPI, slowed for the first time in two years. And prices for used cars and trucks declined once again. Uh, <clears throat> compared to the previous month, CPI rose 0.4%, much higher than the 0.1% in March. So as we take a look at this, um, it, what's worth noting, I'll just pull up the one year at 4.9%. If we look at the, the year a year over year average, we're at eight, uh, uh, let's see here, about 8.6% or right around eight and a half percent. So we're, we're still, it's better that it's coming down, but just food for thought that, you know, this is still 4.9% over the growth increase that we had last year. So the inflationary contribution is still a lot. It's still nice to see that number coming down and hopefully it can continue to ease. Um, as we go through this. So uh, why does this matter for franchise sales? Well, I've said this at almost every session we do this on, but it's still, if you have candidates that are thinking about franchising, if you have fixed assets or furniture or equipment or things that franchisees have to purchase, just about every day they wait, it gets more expensive to do this. So uh, if they are serious, we, we don't want to put undue pressure on a candidate to move forward. However, if they are planning to move forward and the candidate is making it very clear they're moving forward, they're just uh, dragging their feet or maybe just taking a few extra days or a few extra weeks to return things back to you, remind them every day they wait, everything's getting more expensive, you know, 4.9% more expensive, 5%, 6% more expensive is based off these inflationary numbers. So the, the dollar that they might be getting a loan for today <clears throat> is going to be worth less tomorrow and next month and so on. So keep that in mind. All right, let's take a look at consumer sentiment here. So consumer sentiment, this is a, a report that's put together by the University of Michigan. And what they showcase here is what does what is the overall consumer sentiment look like? They've been tracking this for, I believe, about 50 years or so. And you can see that in May, the number actually contracted down from April's number of 63.5%. May, it's showing 57.7%. So month-to-month -month change, it was down 9.1%. Year-over-year change, it was down 1.2%. So um, just something to note that overall general consumer sentiment is, is trending down a little bit right now. So we had, it dropped way down, and you can see this chart on the right, at the lowest it had ever been 
in uh, uh, toward the end of 2022. And then the last several months, it's ticked up a little bit each month and it dropped down just a little bit last month. So we'll see uh, what that if that's a tr- start of a new trend, if it's kind of bouncing downward or if it's just going to pop back up again uh, next month. We'll have to wait and see what that looks like. Um, the next uh, quarterly, the next is a small business index for quarter one of 2023. This is a re- quarterly report produced by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and MetLife that they combined together. And this is from at uschamber.com. And we did go through this last uh, last session. Uh, this was published, but I just thought I'd show a quick reminder is that the uh, Q1 uh, uh, index, small business index score was showing a 60%. And so it's had a slow, steady decline since Q2 of 2022. So it was uh, 62.1 the last two quarters of 2022, and it dropped down to 60.0 for 2023. So we'll see... Um, what this looks like at the end of Q2 uh, for this year. We'll have to wait and see what that all looks like. Uh, Next is just for COVID numbers and data and information. Just thought I'd share this. So uh, the U.S. has uh, uh, ended the uh, federal um, emergency for COVID. And so I think that's a positive thing uh, that's finally happened. And uh, this is from worldometers.info, and it shows uh, weekly uh, it shows the total number, daily number of new COVID cases, and this trend line shows that for uh, the week ending May 11th, uh, which was yesterday, for a seven-day rolling or moving average was about 3,500 new cases, and then we have the total uh, deaths, and that is down right now. It's showing 32 for the seven-day moving average as of March, or excuse me, May 11th, and I don't know if that's uh, partially because of uh, uh, actual data and information. If people, if it's not being tracked or recorded quite the same way, uh, but either way, it's trending down. Just thought I'd uh, mention that is uh, this whole coronavirus is what uh, prompted this webinar series to start here uh, three years ago. Um, next, I like to take a look at total number of new business applications, and what I like to talk about this and showcase is you see here we had a spike in new business applications last month, and it did drop down a little bit again uh, for uh, April. At March, it had a big jump. April, it dropped a little bit, but we're still showing a f- that in April of 2023, there were 433,894 new business applications applied for. And that number is just huge. It's gigantic. It's up uh, essentially um, almost, uh, let's see, it's up almost 50%, you know, somewhere between 40 and 50% from pre-pandemic levels, from pre-COVID numbers. I mean, it's incredible, uh, the number of new business applications that are happening. And so what does that mean? Well, it means people are starting businesses and it means that some of those people are going to be buying franchises. So uh, keep that perspective in mind that someone may not be ready to buy yet, uh, but uh, that entrepreneurship is in the air, uh, as I would describe that. All right. Let's take a look. Uh, by the way, the new business uh, applications, that's from census.gov, um, from the U.S. Census Bureau. Okay, next up, we have franchiseinsights.com. They publish a monthly startup sentiment report. It's called the Small Business Startup Sentiment Index. 
And this was released May 3rd of 2023, uh, and it's available at FranchiseInsights.com. And on this report, it says over 77% of aspiring startups see conditions in the three months the same or better than now. So I thought that was a that's a nice little headline that they lead with there. A couple stats that I really like to focus on is what what are the drivers or the biggest factors as to that that's impairing people from wanting to start their business or that they're concerned about or that that's uh, uh, making them maybe pause. And so here we have for last month, 69.7% of the surveyed respondents said that access to funding or credit is is a driver that's uh, impacting their willingness to start their business. So almost seven out of 10 candidates or potential business owners or startups said that access to funding is most important. So again, if you don't have a plan in your franchise sales process for uh, helping your franchisees be able to find maybe having a, some lenders or referred uh, 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 lending organizations or or lending brokers to um, uh, help your franchisees or prospective franchisees, something you should really seriously be thinking about. If you do have one, make sure you're introducing that to help your, your prospects find and secure that funding. The second highest rated category was the economic climate, and that edged up again a little bit last month. So 37% of the respondents said the economic climate is of concern. And you can see it's a, it, it's almost half of the, the respondents um, compared to funding access to funding or credit. And then the third highest is just political changes at 14.3%. So just some things for you to take a look at. Um, let's see. All right. I think that covers it for that one. All right. Another new report, what, which I like. this was a report that they published May 10th, 2023. So two days ago, and this report was by Mike Alston for Franchise Insights. And it says, research shows that only a fraction of franchise prospects are likely to return your call before receiving an introductory email from you. In an April 2023 survey, only 12.9% of respondents are very likely, and another 22.6% say they are likely to take a cold call. So the traditional call-first approach will likely lead to your frustration with at least a third of franchise leads and reduce the chances of more productive conversations with informed prospects. So if we look at the data, it says how the question says, how likely are you to accept a call from a franchise? without an email or a text first. 12.9% said very likely, 22.6% said likely, 16.1% said unsure, 22.6% said unlikely, and 25.8% said very unlikely. So if we add up very unlikely and unlikely, that totals close to about 50% of the prospects uh, that said they were very unlikely or unlikely to take the call. Versus if we add up the very likely and likely, we're looking at about 35, almost 36% saying that they are very likely or likely to accept it. And then 16% are somewhere in the middle there. So uh, just, just something for you to be thinking about um, if in your franchise sales process, before you call, uh, if someone's submitting an inquiry, 
get an auto email out or an auto text message introducing the brand and getting them some information and then follow up with a call. Um, just, just some food for thought there. All right. Um, the last chart that I, I uh, like to show here is uh, this is from FranchiseInsights.com and they publish franchising data by category. So they update this to show that the most active franchise categories and these categories of businesses have received the most inquiries in the last 90 days. So I always like to showcase this. And let's take a look at the top 10. So the top 10 categories for percentage of total franchise inquiries through uh, the Franchise Ventures uh, uh, web properties, which they have some of the largest properties in the industry. Uh, home services is listed at number one at 20.3%. Senior and healthcare is at 17.4%. Business services at 14.4%. Cleaning and maintenance at 11.7%. Food and restaurant at 9.2%. Child-related at 4.4%. Financial services, 4.4%. Education, 2.7%. Pet services, 2.7%. And real estate rounds out the last, the bottom, the last of the top 10 at 2.5%. So to me, what I see here is that we really have the top five really separate out uh, from the bottom five in this category. So top five, home services, senior and healthcare, business services, cleaning and maintenance, food and restaurant. If you're in one of those categories, chances are you're having, it should be an easier go at getting enough leads for your business. So always like to close on that one. And with that, I'm going to stop sharing my screen uh, and see if we have any questions from our audience. Um, I don't see anything typed into the box. Feel free to, to go ahead and enter something in. Um, and with that, all I, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in for the Franchise Sales and Marketing Trends today. Really appreciate your time. If you have questions or would like some guidance, support on Franchise Sales and Marketing Trends, let us know. We have our Franchise Sales Training Workshop available. We actually have one up coming up on May 17th, next Wednesday. Um, we'd love to have you participate. It's only $1,500 to attend. If you're a current client uh, under uh, under uh, 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 many of our client contracts, we include this as part of your uh, project. So uh, double check with your senior consultant uh, and or your representative from our company to see if that's part of your program. We'd love to have you attend at, uh, our upcoming session. Thanks for being here, everyone. Have a great rest of the day and have a great weekend.